behind every great design, behind every great collection, there is a narrative. Try to get to know the narrative of that designer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. I learned a few things about myself this week. So first, I apologize for the janky sound the last two episodes. In these times of social distancing, I use the Anchor app to connect with guests like a phone call. Well, apparently there were interruptions to these calls that we could not hear while we were speaking and also that makes you vulnerable to the call dropping. So if you made it to the end of my last two episodes, which had some really great research in them, thank you. And that pushed me to finally get a damn microphone, something I never needed because I am loud. There, I said it, I'm loud. I know it's a stereotype that black people are loud, but in this case, the shoe fits. So I hope as I'm speaking into my new microphone, I'm not hollering in y'all's ear. It's been another crazy week in America, with the most significant news being the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. If you are a woman in America, you benefit in so many ways that we now take for granted. For instance, employers cannot discriminate against employees based on gender or reproductive choices. State-funded schools must admit women. Women have the right to financial independence and equal benefits. We used to need a man's permission to open a bank account, apply for a loan, or get a credit card. Insane. And men are entitled to the same caregiving and social security rights as women. Juries must include women. Now, as a Supreme Court justice, you have to wear that drab all black gospel robe that does nothing for your figure so in her iconic way ruthie decided to jazz it up with her neckwear also known as a jabot a jabot is a decorative clothing accessory consisting of lace or other fabric falling from the throat suspended from or attached to a neckband or collar or simply pinned at the throat here's why ruth wore them you know the standard robe is made for a man because it has a place for the shirt to show and the tie. So Sandra Day O'Connor and I thought it would be appropriate if we included as part of our robe something typical of a woman. In her early years as a justice, she wore a straight-edged garment more like the traditional ones worn by French justices. Also, she was more moderate then. When you crack a ceiling, you have to often maneuver quietly at first. As time went on, Ruth became more progressive, and so did her collars. They became more frilly and embellished. Her favorite was an all-white lace jabot from South Africa. But after her fall, when she broke several ribs, after Kavanaugh's confirmation, she wore a very ornate feathered wing and spiky armored necklace that signified toughness. A black bib necklace with rhinestones conveyed disapproval. But a crochet collar with gold chains reflected how she was in agreement with her colleagues. So as we see again and again, clothes convey messages where they think they are or not. The Emmys were this week, and unlike previous years, it was pretty diverse. A few notable wins were Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who thanked Black women specifically for supporting him from the very beginning. He wore a crisp Louis Vuitton suit. As you know, Virgil is the creative director of Louis Vuitton menswear. And Yaya also has a black stylist, Dex Robinson. Zendaya, who made history as the youngest actress to win Outstanding Actress in a Drama Series, 
wore black designer Christopher John Rogers, styled by black stylist Law Roach. Regina King also won another Emmy for Watchmen, but while I loved her Chaparelli dress styled by two black men, Wayman Banner and Micah McDonald, the most important thing she wore was a t-shirt re- requesting the arrest of the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. Uzo Aduba won from Mrs. America. She played a very good Shirley Chisholm, and she also wore a t-shirt honoring Breonna Taylor. During one of the wildest years we've ever had globally and Americans, and with the election, what, 40 days away? It's definitely the time to be overt about where you stand. The death of black people at the hands of police is not political. It's a human rights issue. So loved that those two queens are keeping the awareness up through clothing. Yvonne Orji carved the black power fist into her short natural hairstyle. Something I could see being criticized like two to five years ago, but this year it seems totally on time. I can't believe this was Eddie Murphy's first Emmy, but congrats to him. But I was really excited about Maya Rudolph's win because she won for her impersonation of Kamala Harris. And I'm hoping this energy transforms into a win for the real Kamala in November. Damn, I'm nervous, y'all. So... Outside of black people being nominated and winning Emmys in record numbers, what truly excites me is their use of black teams, from their stylists to their grooming teams, and celebs like Zendaya being vocal about having a black team when she was on the cover of InStyle this year. She made sure to advocate for having an all-black team for the cover, and there's been a trend of black celebrities insisting on using their own teams when in the past, publications would use their own mostly white or non-black teams to style a cover. Even when it comes to studio services or studio pools, it's hard for a black stylist to get the dresses and garments they need, even for an A-list client. For instance, while Celine posted their black square and said they were standing in solidarity with the black community, Jason Bolden, a black A-list stylist, called them out by sharing how he was denied access to their collection because his client was a black woman and they did not want their brand on her. Janet Mock has also been very vocal about designers denying her team requests for pulls, but we are seeing some change. For instance, the Japan Harper's Bazaar cover of Naomi Osaka was styled by Law Roach. Before, you would see a lot of tokenism, magazines using the same one black stylist that they are comfortable with, that they deem worthy of a styling cover. And just this week in Vogue, they announced that Chioma Nadi will be the new editor of the magazine's website, Effective Immediately. If you can't tell by her name, Chioma is Nigerian, but also mixed and of Swiss-German descent. I was a little disappointed that Chioma was not made editor-in-chief, like Anna stepped down already, but progress seems to come in baby steps, so hopefully this won't be another tokenized gesture and anomaly, but the future norm. Please stay civically involved, everyone. Have a plan to vote ASAP. They, and you know who they is, will try to suppress votes, especially in communities of color. In addition to my vote, I will be setting several spells on the opposition. And until next time, thank you for listening and peace.